Thank you, Lord. Come on. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, we thank you that yours is the name that's above every name. Lord, we thank you that at the name of Jesus, every knee must bow and tongue confess that he is Lord. Lord, we lift up the name of Jesus today. We exalt the name of Jesus. Lord, we thank you the name of Jesus is greater than sickness. It's greater than disease. It's greater than poverty. It's greater than anything we might be facing in our lives. We lift up the name of Jesus today. Lord, we thank you for the name that's above every other name. Lord, we lift up Jesus today and we thank you, Lord. On this Mother's Day service, we thank you for who you are. We thank you, Jesus, for what you're doing. Lord, we just bless each person today. We bless the name of Jesus. We thank you, Lord. Amen and amen. Come on, somebody, give the Lord a honk, flash your lights or something. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Sounds good. Hey, I want to say, before we get going, I want to say thank you to a couple people, to a bunch of people that made this happen today. It's been a lot of work setting all this up outside. Isaac's been out here with Jacob, the two of them working just nonstop. Thank you so much, you guys. We got Bobby Kivett helped us put this stage together. And so that's why it looks so good. So thank you, Bobby. We got Coach Small's been out here putting out pine straw with us. Our students have been working. Everybody's been been uh, just, just working hard. I'm sure I missed some people. Worship team, thank you guys for playing outside too. I know it's kind of a challenge. But uh, we're so thankful for you guys. Yeah, give them a honk. Amen. Okay. And um, man, we're excited this morning. It's so good to have you guys back here, sort of. The way it is, it's good, and God's good, amen. Amen, I'm excited. And uh, so just uh, hang with us here. This morning, I wanna share a word with you. And um, I, again, I was thinking about a couple things. I was thinking about Mother's Day, and I was thinking about what I've been, what I've been preaching, a demonstration of the power of God, because I believe, see, I believe we're in a season where God wants to demonstrate his power in us and through us. Amen. He wants to he wants to be demonstrating the power of the Holy Spirit in our lives like we've never experienced before. And so I want to share a couple things this morning. As I try to keep my Bible in place, give me just a second. There we go. I want to share a couple things. I was thinking about the the life of Hannah. If you have your Bibles, go to 1 Samuel for just a minute. And I want to speak about this, this woman because she had some faith in her and she believed God for the impossible. And some people would say she had reason to feel broken in her spirit crushed in her spirit. She went through some things. See, Hannah was going through a situation where she couldn't have a child. And in that day, you were, you were kind of looked down upon if you couldn't have a child, because that was, that was your purpose in life as a woman to have a child. And she looked at herself and thought, I'm not, I, I, I'm not able to do this. I don't know what's wrong with me. I feel, you could feel broken. Feels like something's wrong. She began to be ridiculed. She could have let herself be depressed. She could have let herself be anxious. She could have let herself be fearful. She could have let herself do a lot of things. But you know what she did? I love this story. Because Hannah didn't do all those things. Hannah didn't get 
to a place where she was broken and instead she, she went to the Lord. And listen, maybe some of you today, you've been in a place in your life where you felt broken at some point. Maybe you can relate to Hannah just a little bit. You're going, you've been through something. Maybe you felt broken in your, in your body at some point. Maybe you felt broken in your spirit because of something that's been going on. Maybe you came from a broken family. Maybe you've found yourself in a broken relationship. Maybe you're just broke. I don't know what it is, but maybe you felt you could relate to this. You could relate to Hannah. You felt broken at some point in your life, but I want you to know there's some good news, isn't there? The good news is we serve a God who loves broken things because he takes the broken things and he puts them back together. And when he does, they're better than they ever were before. When you find yourself broken, you feel like you're broken. God has a way of putting you together that you're so much better than you ever were before. That there's a, there's a Japanese art that they take pottery that's been broken and they mend it together. But when they mend it, the mend they use is with gold. They use gold to mend the broken pottery pieces together and it's an art form because when they're done, the thing is much more valuable than it ever was before. In fact, it's much more beautiful than it ever was before. Maybe you're in a place in your life where you felt broken inside, but I want you to know something. God sees your hurt. He sees your pain. But if you'll do what the word of God says, he's gonna put you back together in a way where nobody will ever know you've been broken. They're gonna look at you and see the beauty that God's done in your life. And so I wanna share with you some things about Hannah because I, as I studied this woman's story, she knew some things about God. She knew some things about the word of God that I think a lot of the church today doesn't know. She knew how to not be, let herself become broken. She knew how to go to God and get what she wanted. And I wanna speak this to you because I thought it was so powerful, but see, she had, Hannah had some crazy faith. She had some, there's, now there's faith and then there's crazy faith. You know what I'm talking about? You understand crazy faith. Let me explain explain crazy faith to you. My kids, they they had they're a little crazy sometimes. They came to me a couple years ago. They said we want a cat. They found some kittens someplace. They said we want to take the kittens home. I said you're crazy. Your kids are crazy. There is no way you're taking a cat into our house. No, that's crazy. Okay, yeah, they come to me again. We want cats. No, no, you're crazy but I get things, think wheels get turning in my head. I hate squirrels. They've been eating my stuff from my trees. And I thought, man, if I had a cat, maybe you'd kill some of those things, you know what I mean? But I'm like, no, 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 you kids are crazy. So then they come to me and they say, dad, we want a bird. I said, you can't have a, what do you mean a bird? You can't have a bird in the house. No, we want a bird. No, you're crazy. You can't have a bird. But dad, mom says it's okay. There's a lot of stuff, mom, my kids tell me mom is okay with everything. I don't know if that's true or, or not, but mom apparently is okay with everything. And dad's not okay with anything. I don't know what's going on. But I said, no, we can't have a bird, but I got a great compromise for you. Let's get a bird and give it to your grandmother and you can go visit it. They were okay with that. I thought I, I dodged a bullet. They came to me again. Dad, we, want another, we found kittens, we want another cat. You kids are crazy. And now you know what we're, we're doing, we're getting a cat. 
I don't understand it, but see, my kids had something in them that doesn't quit. Kids are like that, aren't they? Anybody, parents, you can relate. The kids don't quit. Thank you for that, amen. The kids don't quit. They just keep going. They just keep, they never drop it. They will never drop it. That's how you gotta be with your faith. You gotta have a faith that doesn't quit, a faith that keeps going, a faith that keeps believing, a, a faith that keeps pressing in. Or you know what I'm talking about this morning? You gotta have some crazy faith that doesn't care what anybody says. You believe God and you put your faith in his word and your trust in his word. Amen. So Hannah had some crazy faith. And I wanna show you in the word of God what she did because she didn't let herself get to a place where she was broken. She said, no, 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 I'm gonna go to God. I'm gonna go to God about this because I've got a problem and I know what I need to do. And listen, if you've got something in your life that's broken, if you've got something that just feels like it's, that you, I don't know what to do. No, you know what to do. I'm gonna show you what to do. You go to God because he's the only one who can meet your needs, amen? Feel free to honk. <laughs> okay makes me feel better. Thank you. Listen, we're in a season where it's going to take some crazy faith. It's going to take some crazy faith to do what God's calling you to do. Because I believe you're about to see in this hour a supernatural move of God like you've never experienced in your life, but it's going to take some crazy faith to see it. The world's going to look at the stuff that is coming out of you and be like, that's crazy. How is that? How are you doing that? No, it's because it's because I got crazy faith and I'm believing God. So listen, I want to show you Hannah here for a minute. Here's what Hannah does. Hannah went to the Lord and she began to pray and she was, hang on to these pages. Praise the Lord. She was praying and she began to intercede and she began to go to the Lord for what she needed. And she knew how to pray a prayer that got results. She knew exactly what to do. And listen, she's praying so hard in this story that the priest who's there sees her praying. He sees her lips moving. He doesn't hear the words. And you know what he does? He believes that she's been drinking. And she goes to Hannah and he starts to rebuke her. You evil woman, what are you doing coming in here all drunk? And, and she says, no, 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 I'm pouring out my heart to God. Listen, I'd, I'd like to have a prayer meeting out here, a drive-in prayer meeting, but I'm a little afraid some of you might be getting into it too much and the police are gonna show up and start giving out breathalyzers. Hey, when was the last time you prayed so hard somebody thought you were drunk? Sometimes you gotta, you gotta if, you need, if you have a need, you better go to the one who can meet your need. And so she's praying so hard that the priest thinks she's been drinking. And she says, no, 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 I'm not drinking. I'm pouring out my heart to God. And listen, I want you to understand something today. You gotta start praying. You gotta be somebody who believes what you pray is gonna happen. It says this in Mark chapter 11, verse 24, Jesus said, I tell you all the things you pray for believe you've received them and you'll have them. So here's the key to when you pray, you gotta believe something's gonna happen. See, I think a lot of the church 
They pray, but they don't have the believing part down because they think they prayed, they did something. No, when you pray, you gotta believe something's gonna happen. That's called faith. But a lot of times we're not seeing anything happen because we don't have the believing part down. Start believing God. Start praying and acting like you believe it because if you pray and you believe something's gonna happen, you don't have to go away sad. You don't have to go away like you were still in the same condition that you were because you know the God that you prayed to is able to do exceedingly and abundantly above anything you could ask or imagine, amen. So you gotta pray. You gotta use some faith. You gotta use some crazy faith. Exercise your faith. You know, when you, when you work out, when you exercise, you're moving your muscles. And then you don't take a vacation from working out. You keep working out. You keep doing it. Because if what happens, if you take a vacation, all those muscles, they, they, just, they just get to flapping around and everything else. They don't, they don't work out any, by themselves. You got to work them out. You got to work out your faith. You got to start pressing in. I want to I tell you how you work out your faith today. You work out your faith by using it. And there's another way in the word of God, it says in Jude verse 20, let me read it to you in the passions, the passion translation, but you, my delightfully loved friends, constantly and progressively build yourselves up on the foundation of your most holy faith by praying every moment in the spirit. How do you build up your faith? You gotta use it and praying in the spirit is another way you build up your faith. Listen, I'm talking to you church because we need to get this into our hearts that we're gonna be people of faith, people that believe God for the impossible. We're not gonna be moved when things around us start shaking. When we have a need, we're not gonna be freaking out because we know what to do. We use our faith, amen. Build yourself up in faith. How do I do that? Pray in the spirit. In fact, he says this, pray every moment in the spirit. That sounds like a lot, but you need to, I believe in this hour, we gotta be praying in the spirit more than ever. We gotta be seeking the face of God, building ourselves up in faith more than ever before, because it's gonna take some serious faith to do what God's calling you to do. And you're not gonna make it if you're not building yourself up by praying in the Holy Spirit. See, a lot of people get filled with the spirit and it stops right there. They get filled with the Spirit. They come to an altar call. They receive the baptism in the Holy Spirit and they go home and that's it. That's the end of it. No, you were given the baptism in the Holy Spirit for a reason. It's to use it. Pray in the Spirit constantly because that's how you build yourself up in faith. It won't even matter if there's a quarantine going on. You're still gonna be building yourself up in faith. It doesn't matter if you're all by yourself. You're building yourself up in faith. It doesn't matter if you're in a room full of people, you're building yourself up in faith because you're the one that does it. I don't do it for you. Pastor Kim doesn't do it for you. You build yourself up in your faith as you pray in the spirit. In fact, it says this in 1 Corinthians 14, the person who prays, who speaks in tongues is not speaking to men, but to God since no one understands him. However, he speaks mysteries in the spirit. I, I read Oral Roberts, he said this, he said, I never do anything without first praying in the spirit because as I pray in the spirit, God reveals things to me that I need to do. I challenge you, when you go to work, next time you're able to go to work, go in there and before you get started, pray in the spirit. Lord, what am I supposed to do? Show me how to do this job the way you want me to do it, the best way I can. 
you start praying in the spirit, things are going to happen for you because God's going to begin to show you things and other people around you are going to say, how are you doing this? I'll tell you how you're doing it by the spirit, by the power of spirit, because he's going to be speaking to you. Amen. That's good. Hey, we could, we could drive home right there, but I got more I want to share to you. Look at this. So Hannah, Hannah is accused of drinking, but she's been praying. And listen, we got to, we got to be people of prayer. People who are praying, people are going to think you're drinking. No, I'm just praying in the spirit. You might be walking through Walmart, praying in the spirit. Somebody's like, stay away from that guy. He's, he looks like he's been on something. No, no, I'm praying in the spirit. We got to be people who pray in the spirit. So Hannah, she prays and it says she doesn't go away sad. She goes away with a smile on her face. She goes away like everything's taken care of. Do you know why? Because she prayed. Listen, when you pray, you got to believe something's going to happen. As you pray, you believe God. So she went away happy. And do you know what happened to her? She got exactly what she prayed for. She said, Lord, give me a son. Take away my my shame. Take away my, my burden. Lord, give me, give me a child. And so you know what happened to her? She had a child, didn't she? She had a son named Samuel. But the, there's something interesting about this because she doesn't plan to keep the child. In fact, she says to her husband, I'm going to wean him. I'm going to take him to the temple and drop him off. Because when she prayed, as she was praying, she said, Lord, if you give me a child, he's going to be yours. I'm going to give him to you for all his days. And so she did that. She had that child and she was still happy, even though she wasn't going to be keeping that child. You know, in fact, here's what she did in First Samuel 1. Look at verse 26. She says to the priest, please, my Lord, as surely as you live, I am the woman who stood here beside you praying to the Lord. I prayed for this boy. And since the Lord gave me what I asked for, I now give the boy to the Lord for as long as he lives he's given to the Lord. Now that's crazy. But listen, she had some crazy faith and she understood something that most people don't. She understood what it means to sacrifice. Because see, most people look at something and, and say, oh, I got to sacrifice to the Lord. Oh, I got to give to the Lord. Poor me. I got to give something to the Lord. She didn't look at it in a bad way, in a negative way, like, oh, I got to give it. She did it joyfully she gave happily. Do you know why? Because she knew her sacrifice wasn't about just giving up her child. That would have been very hard, wouldn't it? As a mother, especially. Now, it might sound better in the middle of a quarantine. You might think, where do I drop my kids off? We will not accept your children. We don't want them. You keep them. But listen, it might, be very, it might have been a very hard thing for a woman to give up her child. But she didn't look at it in such a bad way. She looked at it not as only a sacrifice, but she knew her sacrifice was sowing. I've been talking about sowing and reaping just a little bit. But listen, we got to understand this. She wasn't looking at it as, as a loss. She was looking at sacrifice as a gain. Listen, that's why David said, I won't give to the Lord anything that cost me nothing. I want it to cost me something because he knew it wasn't about just the sacrifice. It was about what's coming after the sacrifice that as you sow, something else happens, you get to reap. And so she was happy that she got to sacrifice her son. She called it, look, she didn't look at it as a sacrifice. She looked at it as seed. She got to sow some seed. Religion tells you to give and not expect to get anything back. 
because the devil wants to keep you bound up trust in this world for your source. But when you do things God's way, we trust him to provide. See, this is God's way of doing things. So she went to the Lord, look at what she did. She went to the Lord and she prayed. And as she was praying, she was praying not just for a son, she was praying for seed. God, give me a seed that I can sow. And she sowed it. Now here's the thing, listen, a lot of, a lot of us, maybe we've got this concept and we know what it means to, to give. And we understand what it means to sow maybe finances. Listen, the word of God says, whatever you sow, you reap. So we understand giving financially and I reap financially. But whatever you sow, you reap. So she sowed a son. What do you think she reaped? Huh, it's interesting. Whatever you sow, you're gonna reap. But listen, you can sow a lot of things, but still not give yourself. You could sow finances and still not give your heart to God. You could sow a car and reap cars. You could sow whatever it is, but still not give yourself. God's not as interested in your seed as he is in you. See, listen, the most important thing is that you give yourself. Jesus said, where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. See, that's why he asked that rich young ruler to give everything. He said, you're lacking one thing, go sell everything you have and give it to the poor. And what happened to the man? He went away sad. Why? Because he had a lot of stuff. He had a lot of things. He was, a, a lot of things really had him, didn't it? It had his heart. So instead of giving his heart to the Lord, he held on to the things. Listen, where your treasure is, there will your, your heart be also. There's some things that we might be able to give easily, but other things we hold on to because it's still got our heart. Here's what, here's what the word of God says. Offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. That's your spiritual act of worship. So listen, when I, when I offer myself as a sacrifice, what am I doing? I'm laying myself down, but I'm also, I'm sowing myself as a seed. Here's what he says in 1 Corinthians 15, the seed, your body sown in corruption, raised in incorruption, sown in dishonor, raised in glory, sown in weakness, raised in power, sown a natural body, raised a spiritual body. When you're offering yourself to the Lord, you're saying, Lord, here's my seed. And you can't sow a seed without reaping. It's impossible. And so as you sow yourself to the Lord, you are going to reap an incorruptible body. Amen. That's good news. I want you to look at one more thing. In 1 Samuel chapter 2, he says this, she says this in verse 1, as she, this is as she gives her child to the Lord. She makes this statement, my heart rejoices in the Lord. My horn is lifted up by the Lord. My mouth boasts over my enemies. She goes into this whole big song of, of victory as she's given her child. Listen, as you sow something, you can do it in victory because you know whatever you sow, you're gonna reap. And so she makes this really a faith declaration and listen to what she says. She says, there is no one holy like the Lord. There is no one beside you and there is no rock like our God. Amen, that sounds familiar, doesn't it? 
Listen to what she says in the end of verse five. She said, the woman, the woman who is childless, she's talking about herself, gives birth to seven. But the woman with many sons pines away. But she's talking about herself and she's not declaring literal seven children. She's saying fullness because that's in Hebrew what the word seven means. It means complete. She's saying the woman who is childless is now complete, full of children. And do you know what happened to her? See, listen, she's making a faith declaration out of her mouth as she sows her seed. So as you sow, now listen, you gotta have faith in you that what you're doing is what God's called you to do. And you gotta have faith in you that comes out of your mouth. It's because this woman who could have been broken chose not to be broken. She was unbroken by what was going on around her. She wasn't, listen, she wasn't buying what the world said. Oh, it's over for you. Listen, you might've had people speak things to you and say, no, it's not gonna work for you. It's over for you. You've got no hope. Listen, your hope isn't in man. Your hope isn't in the arm of man. Your hope is in the Lord Jesus. Amen. And you see, amen. You see what happened to her in verse 21. She became like the old woman that lived in the shoe. She had so many kids, she didn't know what to do. I can relate to that, poor woman. Verse 21, the Lord paid attention to Hannah's need. She conceived and gave birth to three sons and two daughters. Meanwhile, the boy Samuel grew up in the presence of the Lord. Listen, she was happy to sow because if she sowed, she knew she was going to reap. But before she reaped, she already saw it in the spirit. Before she, as she sowed her seed, she could see it in the spirit. I'm going to be full of children. And she began to declare it. Listen, you got to let your mouth speak what your heart believes. In Matthew chapter 12, verse 33, he says this, for the mouth speaks from the overflow of the hearts. Listen, whatever you believe in your heart is going to come out of your mouth. A good man produces good things from the storeroom of good, and an evil man produces evil things from his storeroom of evil. I tell you, on the day of judgment, people will have to give an account for every careless word they speak. For by your words, you're acquitted, and by your words, you're condemned. Listen, I want you to catch this this morning. Your mouth speaks from the overflow of your heart. Your, your heart is your spirit man, What's the man that lives inside you, and your heart is gonna speak whatever you put into it. Your mouth is gonna speak whatever you put into your spirit. I was, I was thinking about this, I used to do when I was young, I used to do tree work with a man, and we would go to um, cut down trees and things, but one of the things we did was fertilization. They taught me about how to fertilize a tree, and I found it really interesting because he says, you look at a big tree, and you don't just put the fertilizer in around the, going around the tree. He says, you follow the branches. So if there's a big branch jutting out from the tree, you follow the, the branch and you fertilize down the branch. I said, well, why would I do that? He said, because that's where the roots grow. The roots always follow the branches because from the branch, it gets its nourishment as the dew and as the rain drips from the leaf that's where the water falls. That's where the nourishment is for the root. So you always follow that. You know what I get from that? What's on the inside is fed by what's on the outside. What I'm feeding my, what I'm feeding my spirit, what I'm watching, what I'm listening to, the things that I'm reading, all these things are feeding. What's on the outside is feeding what's on the inside. And I can tell where my inside's going by what's happening on the outside. 
So you gotta be feeding the inside because if you don't feed the inside, what's gonna come out of you? If you're feeding the wrong things on the inside, the wrong words are gonna come out of you. See, listen, Hannah understood this truth that what she spoke had to do with what she believed and what she knew was gonna happen. She knew she couldn't sow a seed without seeing a harvest. So she sowed her seed and she began to sing triumphantly. My soul magnifies the Lord. She just went through all this whole big thing. And she said, the woman who's got no children is gonna be the mother to seven. She made that faith declaration because that's what she believed in her heart. Listen, church, we gotta get to a place where we're believing what this word says and we're speaking what this word says. And we won't say anything else. We refuse to say anything else because why would we speak a lie? Are you with me this morning? So he says this in Matthew 12, on the day of judgment, we have to give an account for every careless or idle or unfruitful word that we speak. For by your words, you're acquitted and by your words, you're condemned. Why are you judged by your words? Because that's the revelation of what's on the inside. Why do words matter? It's just a word. No, it's a revelation of what's on the inside. That's why you're judged by that. You'll only be judged by what you speak because that's how the inside is revealed. It comes through your words. So Hannah, she wanted this child. She spoke it, she believed it. And listen, we're teaching you how to get off this world system. Jesus didn't die so you could go and live like the rest of the world. He died so you could have abundant life. He gave you his power to enforce the abundant life. He gave you faith to do it. You just got to use it. So listen, I want to close this out right now. It's an early service. That's okay. I want to speak to you for just a minute about this. I want you, if you would, just bow your heads and close your eyes. Because maybe there's somebody here that you've been broken and you feel broken. Maybe there's somebody here that as I'm talking about sacrifice, you say, I've never given my life to the Lord. See, that's what the Lord wants. More than he wants you to learn how to, to give, more than he wants you to, to be a giver, he wants you to learn how to give yourself because that's what he did for you. And until you sow yourself, you can't reap eternal life. Listen, maybe you're here today and you need to make your life right with Jesus. Maybe you're watching online and you say, my life isn't right with the Lord Jesus today, I wanna make it right. I want you just to pray this prayer right, right where you are and say, Lord Jesus, forgive me for my sins. Come into my heart and make me a new person. I give you my life today, Jesus. Take control, take over, amen. And listen, maybe today you're here and you say, oh man, I've been you don't know what's been going on in my life. I just feel so broken. Listen, we serve a God who takes broken things and puts them back together again. We serve a God who doesn't throw anything out. He recycles. He takes old things, broken things, things that are ruined, things the world doesn't want, and he puts them back together and he makes them something beautiful. And he wants to make something beautiful out of your life, even out of your, maybe out of your mistakes, out of your problems, out of your situation. He can make something beautiful. He takes all things and he works them for his good and for his glory. And so right now, if that's you, if you say, man, I got something in my heart that's just weighing on me right now, I want you just to release it to the Lord 
The word of God says, cast all your cares on him because he cares for you. I want you to do what this woman did. I want you to, to believe God. I want you to seek the face of God. I want you to pray like you never prayed before in this season. I want you to pray in the spirit. I want you to speak faith. Let faith come out of you. I want you to sow whatever it might be. Maybe the Lord's telling you to sow something. I want you to sow. I want you to speak faith. I want you to believe God and to seek his face. So Lord, right now, we just pray for each person here today. Lord, I thank you for the anointing of the Holy Spirit to come upon them. Lord, I thank you that as they as they seek you, they're gonna find you, Lord God. I thank you, Lord God, that you're just gonna bless each person today. Lord, if there's anything weighing on anybody here today, they feel broken inside, they feel maybe like this woman could have felt, Lord, I thank you. They don't need to be broken. I thank you, Lord, that you were broken for us that your body was broken for us so that we don't have to be broken. Lord, we don't have to be like the world. We don't have to be having the same problems as the world. Lord, we thank you that you are the God who meets all of our needs. And Lord, we look to you today. And Lord, we thank you. We're gonna let faith come out of our mouths and we're gonna be people of faith because I believe in this season, you wanna do some things with us, incredible things that we've never experienced before in our lives up to this point. So Lord, we just thank you for blessing each person. Have your hand upon them today. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Let me just close this in prayer. Lord, we just thank you for this time we had together. We thank you for each person here, each life. We just thank you for blessing each, each home, bless each family, bless each person. Lord God, we just thank you. Lord, we praise you. We lift up the name of Jesus, and we thank you, Lord, for who you are. Lord, I thank you again. Just bless each woman. Bless our mothers today. We just thank you, Lord, for them in the name of Jesus. God bless you. So glad you were able to come and join us today. We had a great time. Hope to see you guys out here again next week. Amen. You can stay and worship a little bit if you want to.